Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste, Angelo. Iron sharpens iron. Sorry, sorry, really, my last on that one. Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste, Esalam. And greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Thank you all very much for tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast of most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. It's my pride and privilege to be doing so. So thank you all very much for tuning in to another excellent episode. This time on um, mysterious explosions in Texas. Just had to get my notes all in order on my screen here. You can know that I'm going into a new broadcasting schedule. If you've been listening uh, to the new episodes this past week, I've already done one Texas-specific episode about Texas, the future of Texas oil spills. This will be the uh, second Texas series, Texas by Texan. You know, me. Texas by Top Secret Texan, basically. Working on the name. But it's going to be an episode every Sunday dedicated to Texas-specific lore, Texas-specific investigations and explorations. Um... Very fascinating subject to study. Remember, if you're listening to this, you're an honorary Texan, no matter where you are, internationally, whatever country you're from. Beyond Top Secret Texan is an internationally broadcast, internationally received and listened to, ranking very highly on the Apple Podcast charts at over 25 countries consistently over the last two years. Very, very proud of that. Very happy about that. Hoping to see those numbers get even larger. Those rankings go higher up. Closer to the number one spot. In the next couple of months. As we round out our third year of existence in full-time broadcasting. We've evolved. We've changed over the years. But we've made some great content. We have made some excellent content, and we have been right in the face of the media and the establishment, and we have definitely put the world of ufology on a spin, uh, so much so that they shadow ban us. If we weren't winning, they wouldn't have to be fighting back so hard. So let's get into it. Today's episode about mysterious explosions in Texas. Now this is going to be, uh, of course, a more streamlined episode series where the episodes aren't going to go into these multi-hour descriptions and descriptors of every single case study, etc. But I do have a list here of historic explosions, you know, industrially, uh, with their fatalities listed and everything that I want to read. And this will be including into uh, just a brief history within Texas. Uh, you know, greater involvement in these industrial accidents, but also what I say by mystery explosions is just that as a search term and a play at home game as do for some homework out there for those of you who follow the Beyond Top Secret Texan uh, and by following Beyond Top Secret Texan feel free to uh, jump on to Twitter jump on to X as it's called Odyssey uh, spelled S-E-E um, at the end of that odyssey. Join that channel. I have all my videos archived there. They kicked me off of YouTube just for the moral support. But really operating via Twitter currently right now with 95% of my time and posts going to Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. X, right? X is going to be at Top Secret Texan, at Top Secret Texan. Pull it up, Doctor of Dark Web videos, posting videos every day, posting news, links, etc. Definitely counterculture, definitely in your face, definitely controversial, but definitely uh, uncensored and absolutely based in red pilled. And I'm proud of that fact. No matter how hard they shadow ban me, restrict my views, throttle my audience and impression rate, etc., refuse to monetize me exclude me from everything involving banning me from UFO Twitter accounts, etc. All the celebrities have banned me basically because I post the real good shit. And I don't care about their drip drip of uh, disclosure feeds or pretend authorities on the subject matter. 
Um, and so they they hate me because they ain't me. And I want you guys to join me. Almost 10,000 followers rising every day. Go ahead, join the party. Get uploaded every day to the best UFO videos, best cryptozoology videos, best uh, paranormal videos out there. It's free to do. Share it. Retweet those posts on your page. You know, join the grassroots movement of advertising the Beyond Top Secret Texas because it's you guys that really help get this in front of over 500,000 people's eyes and ears so far. Clicking those links, sending out those links, posting those things online. Reviews, always welcome. So thank you all very much for those who people have reviewed exactly. That's how you support me for free. It takes five seconds. Liking, sharing, saving posts, all gets the impression rate going up. And uh, definitely liking and posting positive comments on the on the comment section. Always welcome a positive comment. Always will engage in a friendly debate, but will not uh, you know abide any hostility or trolling or anything like that. But yeah, definitely. Uh, let's get into it. Mystery explosions. Uh, if you Google, if you search term mystery explosions in Texas, what you get, and this is what like people don't realize, is that maybe too many hits, maybe too many uh, results for comfort. And this is a phenomenon that covers everything from uh, intentional domestic terrorism, as was the case of a serial bomber in Austin, Texas, to uh, confirmed meteor strikes in South Texas, such as a very recent one in February 21st, 2023, of a blast in the sky over South Texas confirmed as a meteor strike, officials saying. Clearing up confusion of the sudden explosion that puzzled concerned residents. We believe we've solved the mystery of the loud explosion, Hidalgo County Sheriff Eddie Guerra said at a Thursday news conference. Right? That's just literally like the first hit you get when it pops up. But let me just read uh, the the actual front page of Google. Just the headlines, right? Just to kind of give you an, an idea of it. Uh, from January 5th, 2022, what's behind the mysterious booms heard around East Texas? Houses shaking in loud explosions are what people in several East Texas towns say they experienced last week. Uh, February 17th, 2023, a mysterious boom in South Texas was a meteorite, officials say. Authorities believe a meteor struck around 528 p.m., which caused a large explosion or a boom within the city, said Mission Police. Uh, video mysterious explosions in Texas disintegrates a house. And this was in September 21st, 2015. Mysterious explosion in Texas disintegrates a house and injures three people. One home obliterated and nine neighboring ones damaged. From uh, February 17th, uh, 2023, this is the loud booms heard in Texas were due to a 1,000-pound meteoroid. Okay, April 12th, 2023, nearly 20,000 cows killed in mysterious explosion at Texas. That's an interesting case. Um, that's actually kind of what I was going to talk about was whether or not there was a domestic terror campaign or intentional acts of uh, covert operations, um, either sponsored by our military or other deep state federal agencies or maybe by a rebel patriot group or eco-terrorist group, etc. that would be doing this to destabilize any given party. For example, uh, radicalized uh, U.S. operating Houthi rebels, you know, from Yemen, who have deeply infiltrated the petrochemical industry and and chemical refinery companies, as uh, educated, you know, uh, Middle Easterners, and then uh, setting off, you know, internal industrial sabotage by you know, intentionally tampering with uh, pressure gauges and valves and piping, etc., or mismanaging the, comp- the companies they're in until industrial accidents occur, uh, such as the explosion in Port Neches, right? And those 20,000 cows could either be anything from internal uh, eco-terrorism, say originating from a town like Austin or Houston, where eco-activists could be uh, radicalizing like on college campuses or something or uh, operating as deep state proxies 
uh, to uh, destroy this this cattle uh, ranch with 20,000 cows. And they were dairy cows. You now it's a dairy farm. Uh, to stabilize the market or drive prices up or create a scarcity, like, you know, a bubble uh, for profit shares. You know, that could be industrial sabotage, intentional industrial sabotage. It could be from uh, competitor milk farms from a different state, like Wisconsin, for example, which is a type of interstate uh, mafia-type actions against industrial, uh, illegal industries and stuff like that. There's a lot of mysterious reasons to it. It could also have been a uh, act like Bill Gates attacking this so that the value of his uh, property in the newly acquired dairy farms, for example, uh, go up and thus the proxy companies owned by BlackRock companies instead of independent... Uh, major Texas competitors, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you guys can do the math on that. It could be any number of players. It could be the Chinese government seeking to destroy uh, our nutritional, you know, food stocks and everything, waging a war on our food warehouses and major food uh, farms and factories, for lack of a better word, food factories, as they try to uh, starve us or lead us into a situation that's uh, where a possible famine could occur. Uh, but that could also be done internally by like the Rothschilds or like you know Bill Gates that wants to create a artificial famine to help weaken American resolve and defense and resistance to like a global one word order type system where we're you know dependent on food rations and handouts of crickets and shit like that <laughs> which is you know as absurd as it sounds that's absolutely plausible it could also have been you know for example a, a accidental uh, attack uh, or hit from a meteorite just just one of the uh, first casualties of these meteorite impacts that are happening uh, with ever increasing um, frequency. And instead of maybe having to explain this away in a suburb where the houses exploded or a uh, downtown area, say for example, if it went through a skyscraper, like a bullet, you know, going through a target. Uh, but it, in this case, it hit a rural 20,000-strong cattle uh, dairy farm, but it was such a big enough asteroid that it caused this fire and damage and um, maybe even was intentionally burned down by the government to hide any kind of potential uh, radiation or chemical uh, infection or, or possible, you know, contamination or something. There's a lot to it, a lot of layers that could be happening from the mundane to the extraordinary, but at the same time, the fact is that there's this, a phenomenon at large called f the mysterious explosions in Texas. And uh, these Texan mystery explosions. A small town in Texas, a huge explosion, unsolved. Uh, 2013, when a fertilizer plant caught fire and its ammonia exploded, uh, a Texas town in the west. Population 2,800. This is October, October 10, 2017. Uh, loud booms in Stone Oak. Can anyone solve the mystery? January 6, 2022. Mysterious loud ex booms are going off in Texas. What are they? The explosions in East Texas are big and some homes have been shaking. Theories of natural gas pipes, sonic booms from the military are a product used for uh, underground tunneling. KWTX, November 14, 2019. Explosions on edge of Texas University campus investigated. Local authorities are investigating the cause of two mysterious explosions early Thursday on the edge of the Texas State University. Mystery solved on mysterious West Beaumont booms, February 8, 2017. According to Texas Machine Gun and Ordnance Group, the explosions came from an attempt to clear out a massive beaver dam. I can tell you that's a fucking bullshit story. January 12, 2020, loud boom rattles homes across Southeast Texas. There's the serial bomber for mysterious explosions across Austin. In 2013, the West Texas fertilizer blast was 
uh, an extremely like nationally covered event because of its massive amount of damage. And while it's probably the least mysterious of all of these, the controversy surrounding it uh, is pretty, pretty intense. And I want to play uh, just this clip to kind of express the severity of these booms. They are not victimless. They do not uh, happen to ingest a phenomenon of the atmosphere or weather like thunder and are um, the hum or anything like that. These are real events with various different causes, but they are quite severe and can be heard, um, you know, for a long distance. So a lot of times when, when booms are reported to the newspapers they, and journalists, they are events like this that happen in industrial settings that are occurring literally in the middle of nowhere in the very, very far remote areas of Texas where there are barely even roads and the roads that do exist, the trails, etc., are gated off and controlled very strictly by the private industries of uh, mining companies, natural gas companies, fracking, shell oil, etc., military contractors, private, private property in Texas, private property. And it attracts a lot of everything from you know, bioengineering uh, researchers on agriculture products, farming, you know, GMOs and uh, testing on livestock to uh, aircraft manufacturers, drone testing for uh, facilities, etc. And various manufacturing plants like uh, people as far and wide as Toyota to Elon Musk uh, and everyone in between are coming in through with various projects, technology, space plants, uh, rocket industries, etc. So keep that in mind. In uh, this, say nothing was out of the ordinary and everything was as they said it was, there is still a conventional uh, ruling that there was a criminal act. This was a criminal act, either from internal sabotage or something, but that there was no reason to suspect that it was an accident because the fail-safes were so uh, properly conducted and the facility was so, you know, properly maintained that they, that the Texas court systems ruled it as a criminal act in 2016. But that was buried during the entire election process and campaign trail circus of Hillary and Trump. Now, that does not make it a act of terrorism, but it does open up the possibility. And as my theory has already been suggested, but I really would like that play the show out that I believe Texas is ground zero for a uh, domestic terror campaign from foreign and international uh, agents typically from the Middle East or most likely from the Middle East from Islamist countries uh, Pakistan um, Iraq uh, Yemen Saudi Arabia etc that are you know ideologically hostile and radicalized to the United States since the events of 2001 and forward you know I didn't make GWAT up but there are various reasons why you know even in my involvement of the, the United States Navy that this is clearly present to me that our cultures are so very intermingled now because of passports and work visas and that you know you can't tell the friendlies from the enemies and the enemies are the friendlies just over time it's all about our support of them it's we consider them friendly or enemy but they can still consider us enemies no matter what you know depending on the shifting politics and so this is very likely the case is that they hold positions in very high uh, levels in texas involving either uh, engineering or um you know mechanical uh natures uh, inside these refineries and these ports and these harbors and these huge, you know, uh, industrial sites. And they can cause internal sabotage. They can internally mismanage areas intentionally and say, for example, uh, disrupt work uh, routines to create the perfect alibis and patsies into causing and, and, and billions of dollars worth of damage and severely... Uh, you know, hampering and, and disrupting the United States. So after this one, we'll cover the Port Neches explosion for a little bit more fleshed out opinion of that. But I believe this was also one 
And there's also a conspiracy theory related to this incident about a possible drone strike or missile strike on this area um, for reasons that are not necessarily very clear, except that this might have been a deep underground military facility or might have been ho housing some uh, type of Texas separatist uh, facility or bunker or uh, missile complex. Um, I've heard many different cases as to why it would be struck by a missile. Everything from human trafficking to drugs to, um, you know, being an Obama-style uh, bunker or something, or a bunker for the Bushes and, and cartel, the Bush cartel or, or um, in West Texas. Like this, this had some kind of importance to this deep state transition that would occur between 2012 when Obama's re-elected throughout to 2016 during Obama's second, what they would call the evil Obama era, where he was bombing United States citizens, etc. Um, or a act of domestic terrorism where uh, maybe radical military officials had gotten a hold of and or even sold a, a you know, missile a missile that could be launched from a drone or from a plane, maybe a Learjet, uh, most likely a Learjet, to be uh, fired and the plane flown from private airport to private airport before any response could be uh, mobilized. You know, and that, but this would be also as equally mysterious as the explosion itself. So without further ado, it's only five minutes long, so, so please just kind of use it for what it's worth. Now, put yourself in President Obama's shoes. On Monday, he had to deal with the first terrorist attack on U.S. soil since 9-11. On Tuesday, a man from Mississippi sent him a letter packed with highly toxic ricin. Last night, his signature gun control bill was crushed in the Senate. And this morning, just before getting on a plane to Boston, he hears about an apocalyptic fire in Texas. The West Fertilizer Company's plant not only dominates the small town of West in the middle of the state of Texas, it was also located right next to a school and a nursing home. The fertilizer plant stood in the heart of the community like a cathedral of toxic chemistry. Well, let's go to our correspondent, Jonathan Miller, who has all the latest. From the first chopper up in the grey Texan dawn, they took in the view. The plant still billowing white toxic smoke. The school just behind its roof blown clean off. Imagine if the classrooms had been teeming with children. It's 7.53 p.m. local time yesterday. A fire was raging at the fertilizer plant. Derek Hurt and his 12-year-old daughter Chloe drove over to watch. They were 200 yards away. filled with trepidation. I don't even recognize. I have no idea where I am. It got darker. They became convinced a plane had come down, even a meteor. Oh my God, look what it did to this old. <gasps> oh my God, Andrea lives in those apartments. Oh my God. It's still not clear how many died here. Many were injured. Orzo, indeed. I can tell you, I was there. I walked through the blast area. I searched some houses earlier tonight. Massive, just like Iraq, just like the Murray building in Oklahoma City. For those who live here, this explosion was an apocalyptic event. Parts of their town rendered unrecognizable. There was just a major, major explosion. The windows came in on me, the roof came in on me, the ceiling came in. I worked my way out to, to go get some more help. 
So that was in uh, 2013 when that happened, uh, 10 years ago. <clears throat> but listen to the language. Did you pay attention to the language? Mushroom cloud. They thought it was a meteorite. They thought it was an airplane crash. They thought it was uh, all these other things except for the immediate realization that it was an industrial plant because it was so much more than just the fertilizer plant explosion. Um, I will also play the Port Neches currently right now before uh, reading a list of self-same explosions or similar explosions that happened um, throughout Texas history, at least in recent history. Okay, so... Where will I start? This one seems to be the shortest. So just hear the magnitude of the explosion. This is from a door cam. It's the middle of the night. You see the fire lighting up the sky as it's purple. The factory is already on fire. second, let me try that. Yeah, 
It says, breaking news story, Port Neches man saves countless lives with this heroic early warning of the TPC explosion. After being awakened by an explosion that was felt 30 miles away and blew out the windows throughout mid-county, Jerry Wayne Playa, without regard for his own safety, put on his underwear, cinched up his P.E. shorts, and staggered through the Darwin cul-de-sac, warning his neighbors of the explosion that had already blown out most of their windows and doors. By many, he's been called the modern-day Paul Revere. Had he not get, yelled his home and yelled his warning, this explosion of fire could have raged on unnoticed for weeks. There's some interference, I guess, with the the old laptop currently while I'm trying to upload these videos. Not wanting me to hear any of this. I think the AI algorithms already putting two and two together. No, they're starting to try to clamp down. Okay, we figured out our technical glitch. This is the video audio of the explosion. You guys couldn't hear really the boom on that one. We'll try to find one you can. But yes, the Port Neches uh, disaster explosion was uh, so bad it burned for a full month afterwards. The fire it produced. It made national headlines. Let's see, this is a Port Neches explosion raw video. for being patient from a front door green cam you see it light up the very impressive I recommend everyone go out and look for these videos yourself you get the actual impact uh, and seeing them, they are seen and felt 20 miles in land. It was, you know, it was absolutely uh, fucking crazy. And this is one from an ABC news camera while it was burning. And it's launching a smokestack thousands of feet into the air. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly. Oh, yeah. Then this one, the video right after that, that was recommended to me, was uh, explosion fills Texas guy after train carrying fuel collides with 18-wheeler. And it's a video from West Texas where the entire horizon is blocked out by smoke. Uh, once again, further emphasizing the fact that these, this is a phenomenon that is really fucking huge. And it's like, everywhere um, in terms of the state and in terms of its potential danger um, for every citizen because every town is built around these industrial refineries Here's a clip from The Guardian, but hopefully. Tens of thousands of people have been evacuated. After a series of explosions at a chemical plant in Texas.
two huge blasts took place at Port Neches plant on November 27th. Windows and doors of nearby homes are blown out. And yeah, they are blown right to the back walls. It prompted an evacuation of a four mile radius. As the entire sky went not white. Three workers were injured in the initial explosion. The cause of the blast is not yet known. And it would be blamed on popcorn polymers for hard plastic production and a faultily maintained internal piping system. And like I said, it burned for three or burned for a full month straight. A little bit over three weeks. So it was not the only one that's happened in history. Let me read now a list historical list of industrial accidents involving explosions as recorded by Atex Explosion Hazards as from the explosionhazards.co.uk list of historic explosions list April 47th April 16th Texas City Disaster Texas at 9.15 a.m., an explosion occurred aboard a docking ship named the Grand Camp. The explosion and subsequent fires and explosions is referred to as the worst industrial disaster in America. A minimum of 578 people lost their lives and another 3,500 were injured as the blast shattered windows from as far away as 25 miles. Large steel pieces were thrown more than a mile from the dock. The origin of the explosion was fire in the cargo on board the ship. Detonation of 3,200 tons of ammonium nitrate fertilizer aboard the Grand Camp led to further explosions and fires. The fertilizer shipment was to aid the struggling farmers of Europe recovering from World War II. 1977, December. Galveston Grain Elevator Explosion, Texas. 20 confirmed fatalities. 1989, October 23rd, Phillips disaster. An explosion and fire killed 23 and injured 314 in Pasadena, Texas, and a register at 3.5 on the Richter scale after an industrial explosion. 1990, July 5th, the Arco disaster. An explosion and fire occurred at the Arco Chemical Company complex in Channelview, Texas. 17 people were killed. Five were permanent employees of Arco Chemical Company and the remaining 12 were contract labor employees. An area approximately the size of a city block was completely destroyed. No one in the area survived the explosion. Two thousand five, March twenty third, Texas City Refinery Explosion. An explosion occurred at a BP refinery in Texas City, Texas. It is the third largest refinery in the United States and one of the largest in the world. Processing four hundred and thirty three thousand barrels of crude oil per day and accounting for three percent of that nation's gasoline supply. Over 100 individuals were injured and 15 were confirmed dead, including employees of Jacobs, Fleur, and British Petroleum. British Petroleum has since accepted that its employees contributed to the accident. Several level indicators failed, leading to overfilling of a knockout drum and light hydrocarbons concentrated at ground level throughout the area. A nearby running diesel engine truck set off the explosion. Two thousand thirteen, April seventeenth, the fertilizer plant explosion in West Texas, as I've aforementioned. An explosion occurred at the West Fertilizer Company storage and distribution facility in West Texas, eighteen miles north of Waco, which 
While emergency services personnel were responding to a fire at the facility, at least 14 people were killed, more than 160 were injured, and more than 150 buildings damaged or destroyed. And that is it for the Texas incidences on this list. But I believe it was finished before the 2000, uh, 2020 Port Niches or 2019 Port Niches disaster. Now, there are even uh, more industrial disasters that happen and have happened, of course. We can't cover them all. Uh, but I would also like to kind of end this not only in the very realistic and grim realities that there are so many industrial facilities, so many oil facilities, so many hydrocarbon uh, industrial refineries, grain silos, etc. scattered not only across the coast like where I live, but around Texas itself and all the major metropolitan areas, as well as the minor metropolitan areas, that the whole state is a powder keg waiting to go off. And it could be anything from these terrorists that are operating within our border, radical uh, Islamists or Chinese industrial saboteurs. It could be just a mismanagement by foreign companies who let standards slip in these internet for them international operations. It could be the overworking and over uh, overburdening of these facilities with the massive amount of uh, uh, production that they're that they're required to do and quoted to do, um, and the relatively very few people who have to do it, and these massive concrete and steel like uh, superstructures. Uh, they're the size of real cities, and they're just meant to uh, ferry and cool various liquids into various different tanks in this massive industrial level process for gasoline and oil. Uh, extracting the crude oil into various petroleum products like plastics, mostly plastics, and our gasoline and crude, and other and various refinements um, for distribution elsewhere. Uh, but that doesn't mean, you know, that that's just one thing. Grain silos can explode, for example. Grain silos are everywhere, especially, you know, considering how agriculture and agrarian our society truly is. Uh, trains. Trains crisscross our country, have extremely volatile chemicals. I believe that's very topical and very relevant in the news now about how many train derailments there have been and causing massive environmental disasters, um, chemical spills of extreme toxicity, you know, are possible out inside Houston, inside of Corpus Christi, inside of Dallas, inside of Austin, inside of Waco, everywhere, right? You know, just as well as these random ass occurrences, including meteoroid strikes, which if that would say a thousand pound meteorite strike in uh, downtown Houston or the museum district or in, um, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, that would, that would be extremely, you know, sensational as well as uh, tragic because there would be a real cost to it. There will be a real victimization uh, to, for innocent people who have to suffer this shit, who have their houses destroyed, who have their property vandalized, who have their lives ruined, who are permanently injured and are outright killed. And these things are very, very dangerous, but there is a paranormal aspect to it, or at least a, a conspiratorial aspect to it that I would like to cover. Um, there are phantom gunfights, phantom battles, uh, mysterious orchestrations of gunfire and cannonade, uh, heavy artillery, machine guns, uh, what sounds like rocket burn and aircraft, etc. That no one can seem to explain, but people do report with an alarming amount of frequency. Now, the alarming amount of frequency 
um, is a huge data point because it's not a specific to Texas thing. It's but it's been registered throughout history as phantom cannon fire over lakes or phantom cannon responses uh, throughout you know various outdoor and frontier areas um, but also within heavily populated areas or even suburban areas people of good quality nature who are, who are sober citizens report hearing what sound like full on battles either underground or in some kind of un- invisible unseen realm in which uh, a massive report is, is continuing and this is happening say like in New York City or Los Angeles like you know where these these people are recording what sounds like machine gun fire uh, cannons etc in downtown Los, Los Angeles uh, presumably happening underground and now there's a whole theory and conspiracy angle to that where there are battles happening in deep underground military installations which could very well be the case Uh, a civil war between military and deep state government for these facilities, these bunkers these arcs um, these, these, you know maybe even ancient, maybe uh, ancient cities in the ruins of the subterranean world Uh, very plausible that's the case and if that's the case, then that is occurring also in Texas because not only have I heard reports of it, I have experienced this as well, and I've heard this even in my own backyard, but uh, more so I've heard it very clearly while fishing at the bayfront and um, specifically while fishing around the bayfront near the areas of the Lexington and the port. Now this is uh, pretty interesting because Corpus Christi, Texas had the distinction of also being featured with National Guard and we have a Navy base here as well as uh, the site of many different battles historically between Mexico and America during the Mexican-American War for example what happened in the Oasis River which would be right up from the Bayfront uh, to um, the Confederacy where the Civil War where the US Navy uh, bombarded the coastline of Corpus Christi and downtown Corpus Christi in the bay with uh, cannon fire, you know, and destroyed a significant amount of the downtown area um, before taking over the area. The Lexington itself is legendary for being haunted and for being um, charged and imbued with such a, a powerful aura and energy that's undeniable that it contains memories from the past having ghost sightings the man the gray ghosts that are on board the um, the blue ghost itself and so the sounds could be generated from the past they could be echoing literally through time they could be the the ghostly sounds of these encounters such as uh which was an event and an idea speculated by one of my co-workers uh recently was that this was the hauntings of the lexington the lexington replaying these sounds and he heard them um in a fog when it was super foggy and so it was like the fog was allowing the, the ship to recharge or to replay this somehow and he was re, he was in, he was trying and very interested into relating the fact that it was eerily in fog like foggy like it was almost like, like in a foggier than average it was foggier to a, to a noticeable and creepy degree I don't want to say creepy but it was super foggy and this tensely fog situation um, that they could hear this drumming sound of large cannon and what sounded like motors and what sounded like engines from far away this like droning sound and then the explosions the rocking back and forth over the the rhythm of cannon fire and it was undistinguishable and it sounded like someone was playing an action movie but on loudspeakers but like you know just inside the fog but you know fishing in the bayfront you're you know you're basically in nature because all of these are nature reserves and parks and stuff 
So unless someone was in a kayak, literally outside of the field of view, but within the ears, the, the range of hearing, with a laptop watching Saving Private Ryan or something, um, and they could they couldn't hear any of the other movie, you know, sound effects, no music, no nothing like that, just the the sounds of this realistic gunfire and cannon fire and stuff like big ordnance, big artillery. Uh, you know, in such a capacity that was it sounded distant and far away at the same time that it was clear and you know extremely loud, and like you know the only thing they could hear and notice at the time, but only for a few minutes. At, and as quickly as it you know started, it stopped, and and without any explanation, and because the nature of their fishing experience at the winter, well, it was foggy. There was really no one they could confirm that with, so it was one of their moments. Uh, that co-worker's moments and so it's one of the many things that happen on the bayfront that are very very odd uh, but I've heard that while fishing as well on different nights and different passes I've heard it on a clear night in fact uh, the clearer the night the better in my experience for hearing sounds like that including also the faint sounds of faint but clear by the way faint but clear sounds of underground trains crisscrossing the local area of Oso Bay in Corpus Christi, Texas, which I know exists because of the greater knowledge of underground trams and trains and subways uh, used by the military, the gravelock trains, the tunnel systems, etc., that are used extensively by the deep state, super uh, the secret state programs, the subterranean state, basically, at that point, deep underground military state. Uh, to get through these special facilities, especially into the U.S. Navy base, the NAS Corpus Christi Air Base, here, because it houses extremely advanced technologies uh, when it comes to surveillance, social manipulation, monitoring direct energy, um, and exploration of the ocean and the bayfront as well with their uh, airborne P3 fleet that is here, one of the only places in America outside Jacksonville, Florida, where that actively keeps P3s, which are sub-hunters from the Cold War, able to scan and monitor uh, with their sensor equipment the various levels of depths and uh, marine, you know, traffic, etc. They blame that on cartels and the proximity to Mexico trying to hunt narco submarines, but in reality, it's it's uh, to help map out the extreme weirdness of the Gulf of Mexico's uh, seafloor as well as the many different you know submarine type activities that are going on out there everything from private industry to uh, experimental Navy sea colonization efforts etc um, but yes these submarine these subterranean trains can be clearly heard on the bayfront I believe because the water amplifies and acts like a speaker in certain conditions of stillness and the commonality between my experiences and the still uh, stillness of the middle of the night you know under the stars fishing and being in the fog is that one you don't have any background noise there's no noise to block or this about basically no noise to muffle this out and then there's uh, the stillness of the water which acts not only like visually as a mirror but you know acoustically like a giant speaker and um, picks up these odd underground audio uh, phenomenon which my explanation for all these gunfights and mysterious explosions in this sense is literal underground combat or combat just out of sight in the literal fringes but within these similar areas to keep unknown threats out of our borders and this could be anything from leviathan type creatures uh, of gigantic size a behemoth size um, creatures either from the Gulf of Mexico or the Bay or the surrounding wilderness um, which explains why there's just so much wildlife reserve over the 70 mile barrier islands and so little actual development without an immediate presence of the military either in the form of the Coast Guard or the U.S. Navy or the U.S. Army, etc. Um, and relatively, we have the least populated coastline in all of America. 
there is no other state with as much coastline that we have that has so little development on it. And it's specific because there is an active threat of these amphibiously and, and extremely large creatures that travel from the Gulf of Mexico inland in pursuit of cattle, etc. As well as in their roaming for mating, etc. They're very mysterious, but realistic creatures. As well as these deep state, deep underground, deep bunker type arc facilities and a constant skirmishing between them and various elements of surface special forces which are deployed via the uh, NAS, Corpus Christi Base, Navy SEALs, uh, Marine, uh, Raiders, uh, MARSOC there, and then, uh, you know, you have uh, Force Recon guys that could come down and, and, and go into the subterranean tunnels as well or explore these local areas keeping out threats from the city limits but operating within the shrublands via being deployed by helicopters. Black Hawk helicopters are very common here uh, as well as uh, troop transports like C-130s operating from the Naval Air Station as well. This is all uh, very presently obvious if you're just here for a couple of years that this, they, there is something going on underground. There is rapid mobilization and militarization of the area. There are black uh, Chinooks flying around with full troop um, accompaniment in the backs, you know, fully loaded. Uh, and then you have uh, elements training in the in the dunes, in the island, in Mustang Island, etc. At least from my own personal experience, seeing uh, very young recruits and cadets training by running, doing beach runs, and and uh, basically marching on these national parks and this beach land. You know, it was it was a. Uh, you know, very concerning because I was already a disabled veteran. I was already out of the service when I was seeing this, and I knew immediately what it was. It was the, it was the incorporation of this area either as training, but training because you're here to fight. You train where you're going to fight. You're training in the Texas coast or a coastline like Texas, and there's only one coastline like Texas here. Putting everything together with the deep underground military base knowledge and everything, we know that they're here. They could be outside of Dallas. These phenomenon is also heard around Texas, by the way. Uh, in Brownsville, in South Texas, they accredit it to the Civil War battles and battles between Mexican-Americans and uh, Texans during the Texas Revolution. In San Antonio, for example, which is, we know was a huge CIA headquarters, biggest armory for the CIA inside the continental United States is San Antonio, for example. Uh, huge military industrial complex below the city, huge Masonic network of Catholic uh, tunnels, Templar tunnels. Uh, missions that are now national parks which still have functional access to deep subterranean uh, tunnel systems that were built near the San Antonio River um, ancient connections to you know the lost cities of Jericho and the ancient these ancient Israeli Ameru uh, Mu societies of the land and stuff and so um, of course these and also organized crime uh, police structures secret operations the military bases out the ass Stephen F. Austin uh, Army Depot for the entire uh, you know uh, Army Medical uh, and Military Medical from Navy Medical etc base training is in San Antonio uh, to uh, the entire Air Force cadet program in boot camp areas in San Antonio as well uh, lots of excuses, for example, for why these high officers, as well as uh, cadets, etc., would be going to these uh, facilities because they're trainers or instructors, or really they're high-class operators, tier one operators, going underground or just further controlling the the state of Texas through this military junta of their federal government. Basically, uh, it's all there. It's all there. It's obvious for anyone to see. But when they hear a mysterious gunfire, when they hear a mysterious cannon, when they hear mysterious uh, battles without any physical explanation deep within their city, under the Riverwalk itself, then they accredit, they go, oh, this is the Alamo. This is the ghosts of these past events. And so there we have the two ideas that this is happening, you know, inter statewide. But you have people who think that there are ghosts or the spectral phantom um, events of the past. Um the haunted Texas explanation for these mysterious explosions as well as the current deep state military conspiracy angle of it and how those two could play into each other, just different perspectives but also a third, that they're the sounds of a future civil war the battles of a future war 
yet to come which are reverberating into the past because of their intensity and power uh, and that these sites that are the locations for where they are heard uh, Oso Bay where I have heard mine um, you know from my own backyard even there uh, to on the bayfront to uh, San Antonio Brownsville um, Houston etc now these massive uh, phantom battles are actually from a future date or a civil war between patriots or nationally minded uh, freedom minded liberty minded Texans uh, versus some unknown enemy either foreign or domestic uh, to the death using high powered military ordnance using uh, fully automatic machine guns using artillery using um, you know distinctly with a rocket burn or with, with armored vehicles this level of skirmish this level of combat this level of conflict could be happening in these very locations that are very peaceful right now that we live in now and cannot imagine being war-torn um, hot zones for combat these these areas are our homes they're not war zones but all war zones used to be homes and all war zones are somebody's home and sooner or later the karma will come back for Texas has sent hundreds of thousands if not millions of its own men into other people's homes over the decades since its existence and since its assimilation into the federal military union of the USA it has sent hundreds of thousands if not millions of men throughout the years to fight and to kill foreigners in their homes making their homes war zones and that karma is going to come back to us and Texas could easily be a war zone What's happening in Africa could easily happen in Texas. What's happening in Iraq could easily happen in Texas. What's happening in the Ukraine could easily happen in Texas. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. It's a matter of which side you're going to be on. When these mysterious explosions are no longer mysterious. Thank you all very much for tuning into another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan, broadcasting to you from the third coast, coast of the ghost, go for Texas, go coast of Texas. Thank you very much. Consider supporting me out there in Dreamland, um, out there on Twitter or X at Top Secret Texan, Cash App. Money sign beyond top secret text and all one lowercase, all one word lowercase. You got linktree.com slash beyond top secret text and all lowercase, all one word. Uh, only link you're gonna need to find all my active Instagrams, etc. I got keep, keep getting kicked off of stuff, so keep up with it by linktree. You can follow my webpage, which is podpage.com slash beyond top secret text and podpage.com slash beyond top secret text all our case, all one word, or just type in Beyond Top Secret Texan um, and find the, the whole uh, website there and everything. Available on all platforms, but I could use some financial uh, aid, as it were. could use some financial contributions. A dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can give is deeply appreciated. Everything keeps the lights gone. And we'll make sure to give you a shout-out if you do contribute through Cash App. We'll make sure to give you a shout-out if you contribute through uh, Patreon. Or wait, nope, sorry, scratch that. Been kicked off of Patreon twice. Can't get back on Patreon, even if I tried, which I have tried. So Patreon's not it, so Cash App is the only one. If you X is the best way to get through that uh, PayPal, all that good shit. You go on Twitter, you go on X, at Top Secret Texan, at me, right? When you like me, on the top right there, it'll have a little donation button. Click that, bring you right to the donation page. But you can do it directly to Cash App as well. Cash App, that's me, money sign beyond Top Secret Texan. And symbolically, you can join the Spotify uh, membership. 
giving you access to 100 exclusive episodes, all interviews and early episodes, uh, rawest material you could ask for, but some incredible information there. But it's mostly symbolic just for your appreciation and support. I know for some people, 10 bucks a month is a lot of money and almost too much, you know, out of their budget. I appreciate that reality. I get that. I'm from that reality. I understand. But from other people, 10 bucks is just a pizza. 10 bucks is a big sandwich, which you might eat half of, put the other half of the fridge and forget you even have. Uh, 10 bucks is uh, a dog treat bag, you know, for you. Maybe a bag of dog food. Uh, 10 bucks is uh, some gas in your kid's car or something, you know, like, like that's nothing to you, you know what I'm saying? So... If you really support this information, you have 10 bucks or something to give, really would appreciate a $10 donation. Those always make my day. But remember, $1, $2, $5, all of it's appreciated. If everyone who listened gave me $1 and $1 only, it would be game-changing and life-saving, trust me. So if you're thinking about it and you only got the $1, you know, do the right thing, support social media, support independent media, support me through social media support uh social media that matters you know real news not the fake news and shit like that thank you all very much god bless you and your families namaste and salam peace out